Hi, this is Erica, and welcome to Twice Deleted. I'm a regular mom sharing my experience supporting my adult daughter Maggie through two severe psychotic episodes, her healing journey, the rebuilding of her life, and the transformation of my own. So thanks for tuning in. Last episode, I spoke about Maggie breaking up with me, and basically it was a situation where she took her power back. She realized that she was looking to me to fill her up and to take care of her. And it was a very difficult situation, but a very critical experience since she was going to be moving out of the house. And it was also an opportunity for me to really champion her and let her know how much I believed in her, and I think that that was really important too. Now today I'm going to be talking about key concepts that I feel were critical in supporting Maggie's healing, my healing, my family's healing, and concepts that really addressed the root issues. I first want to talk about the fact that I did not accept the disease model. So when the doctors told me that Maggie had bipolar 1 disorder with psychotic tendencies and that she would need to take medication for the rest of her life and be the way that I saw her when she originally came out of the hospital, I was like, oh, hell no. There has to be another explanation. And the reason why I felt that way is because I had watched the movie Crazy Wise. And I knew that there was something spiritual going on with Maggie. I didn't just take her to the shaman the first episode. I also took her to the shaman after she experienced her second psychotic episode because I believed in it that much. There is no explanation for what I saw occur before my very eyes as far as Maggie changing from day to day. So addressing the energy body critical. And in my opinion, it really needs to be done by the right shaman. So not all shamans are the same. I've worked with a few shamans, and they work very differently. They all have their own spin on things, and I think that some are more experienced than others. And for Maggie in this situation, Gogo Akaya was perfect. And so I would just suggest if things don't feel right, if you are in a place where you need to maybe seek some energy healing, do your research, look around, find the right person, and follow your intuition. Now, the second thing that I feel is key is that I did my own work. And the reason why that is key is because that's how I addressed the emotional issues that Maggie was having. When you look up mental illness and you look up the causes of mental illness, it says there's a genetic predisposition to it, and it also talks about trauma. And so when I saw that, I thought, well, not only do we need to address the energy body, we also need to address the trauma. So rather than just treating the symptoms, we need to get to the root cause. And so I thought her trauma, I really 
thought that all of this had been caused by the fact that she was sexually molested when she was a child. And so that's how I approached it at first. But then I came to understand that her pain, her very, very deep pain and struggle and trauma that was very real for her was directly related to feelings of rejection by me. Because when she asked me that day, when we had that huge healing and the turning point, why did you have me? It just opened my eyes because I thought, how is it possible that my daughter doesn't feel loved by me? I mean, every parent who has a child loves that child so much. There's nothing in comparison. Not a love with the spouse, not a, you know, sibling love, nothing. Nothing can compare. So when I heard that, I was horrified. And it motivated me, though, to do my own work. When the shaman said to me, are you doing your own work? I had no idea what that meant, and I didn't know how to do it. But what I know now is that what doing my own work meant was investigating my own inner landscape, learning about me, because I had never really questioned why I was the way I was or who I was. I just put one foot in front of the other as I went about my life. But what I learned was, is that I was living in the past. I was living through the eyes of my little girl or my inner child. And so as I embarked on the journey of doing my own work, I healed or integrated the painful experiences of my own childhood, which were there were many. There were many experiences of joy, but there were also experiences of pain. This is so important because we, as children, not only do we have our own painful experiences, and if we're not supported through those painful experiences, they go on to manage our lives or drive our lives, but we receive an inheritance, an emotional inheritance, if you will, from our parents. So the first seven years of life, even beginning in the womb, there is an energetic pass-me-down or hand-me-downs from our parents. As I did my inner work, I integrated those hand-me-downs also. And as we integrate it for ourselves, we are also healing it or integrating it for our kids. And I'm going to give you a little example. So... Not too long ago, my oldest daughter and her family came over, and we had a talent show. Now, my oldest daughter has always been a perfectionist, and it's something that has, I would say, inhibited her from finishing projects, you know, because it just wasn't perfect enough, and in other ways in her life. 
And her daughter was wanting to sing a song for the talent show, but she didn't want to sing a song that was already a song. She wanted to make up her own song. And so she stands up and we're all sitting around on the couch and she's got the microphone and she starts singing maybe a few words and then she stops. And then she tries again and she stops. And this went on for a few cycles. And then she actually runs out of the room and hides. And so I went and talked to her and we talked about, you know, how she was scared and she wanted it to be perfect and all of this. And so long story short, she comes back and she ends up not really finishing any song. She just couldn't even get through it. And so we were done with the talent show, and I was in the kitchen doing the dishes, and my daughter comes up facing me on the other side of the sink, and I could tell she wasn't doing well. I mean, she seemed like there was something bothering her. And she said, I'm so scared that my daughter's going to be like me. She's cursed, and I'm doomed. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, the fact that she feels like she has to be perfect. She said, that's me. That's my life. And it sucks. And I don't want her to be doomed just like I am. And I just looked at her and, you know, the tears are welling up. And I said, oh, honey, you're not doomed. And she isn't either. I said, be gentle with yourself because you developed the need to be perfect. Because your father used to get so upset with you if you weren't perfect. And I can remember when he would just lay into her for bringing home a grade other than an A. It was awful. And she would cry and cry and he would keep going and going. And so she developed this belief that she needed to be perfect in order to feel safe. And she also passed it over to her daughter, or passed it on energetically to her daughter, unknowingly. And so I explained that to her, and I said, Stephanie, I said, it's right here on the surface. The way out is through. And I said, if you want, I'll give you a breath session, because that was one of the ways that I had learned to integrate and process emotion. Or just go and be with this. Let the feelings flow. Feel the fear. Feel all of it. So that you can integrate it. You can let it go. And so she did that. And she did that. I know it sounds weird, but that's kind of what our families come to. That's what we do. Something comes up, we go process it. That's how important it is to process feelings. So... She comes back out and she tells me about this beautiful experience that she had. After she cried and cried and felt and felt, she had an experience with her older self who just held her and comforted her because that's what we need as kids is acceptance of who we are. We need holding. We need space. And so we went about the rest of our day. And it was fun. We had a great time. I saw my daughter the next day, and she said, I just can't get over how that 
feeling is gone from me. Is it that easy? And I said, yeah. Well, I don't know if easy is the right word because none of us really want to feel painful emotions or feelings. But once you are willing to go there, the result is instantaneous. So she immediately felt different. Now, here's the beautiful thing. She said, I never realized until this conversation we're having right now that I expected Emily to be perfect. So she didn't have, my daughter didn't have that awareness that she was projecting that onto her daughter until she healed it. That's the magic of all of this. It creates this lifting of the veil, so to speak, where you see things clearly. Now, here's the icing on the cake. For the next week to follow, her daughter still demonstrated some anxiety or behaviors where she wanted to be perfect. But my daughter was able to talk her through it and to attune to her and talk with her and giving her the safe space to process her own stuff. And since it wasn't bound up with my daughter's issues anymore because they were gone energetically, my granddaughter is much more able to do things without feeling the need to be perfect. And it's been this incremental improvement with her. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. And so it's hard to describe why we need to do our inner work, but I'm hoping that that example gives you an idea of how it works. The other thing that was critical in supporting Maggie was to step out of my mother role with her and understand that her experience of her childhood didn't align with how I would describe her childhood. And in looking at my own childhood, I can definitely tell you that my experience of my childhood didn't align with what my mother's description of my childhood was like. And so we have to understand that our kids have different perceptions and they're valid. And so when Maggie said to me, why did you have me? You don't love me. I didn't try and negate that. I just sat with her in that. And so again, holding and providing space, just connecting. When I was able to see that she had a different experience than I thought she had, I could understand her. I didn't always agree, but I validated her experience. As I did my work, I created an opening and a space and a change in my own energy body and my own magnetic field. And because I better understood myself and wasn't rejecting aspects of myself, like my daughter rejected that part of herself that was the perfectionist, and so therefore she rejected it in her daughter. So her daughter felt rejected and it impacted her. 
So, as I, again, so as I did my own work and I accepted things about myself and healed and integrated painful experiences that I had, it cleared the space and created an opportunity for Maggie and I to connect on a heart level. And when two people connect on a heart level, that's where the magic begins. That's where the healing opportunities can begin. And so I've had some people say, you know, it's great that you and your daughter could work through that, but they have to be accessible. That's absolutely true. But the more I did my own work or the more a person does their own inner work, their child becomes more accessible because there's not that entanglement of the energy. So I hope this is making sense. It's, it's a difficult thing to really describe here or talk about, and it's complicated, as you can see. So anyway, I'm going to move on. And there is research about the magnetic field and all of those things. And if you are interested in learning more about the inheritance that we receive or the imprinting or want to start an inner journey of your own, the Presence Process by Michael Brown is very good. Breathwork is very good. Meditation. It's really about getting quiet and being willing to be with yourself. I think sometimes it's hard for us to be with ourselves, and so we create distractions. Because if we decide to be with ourselves, then we have to be with maybe some of the uncomfortable things that we hold inside. But that is the key, willingness to be with ourselves. So the next thing is that it's important that I was vulnerable with Maggie and that I was willing to let her see me and understand my own experience of life because it helped her see me as a person rather than her mom. And, you know, that phenomenon of, <laughs> you know, when a student has a teacher and then all of a sudden they see that teacher out at the grocery store out in real life, it's like a, whoa, what? My teacher's a person. My teacher's alive, has a life. It's the same thing with our kids. Maggie didn't see me as a person necessarily. She saw me as a mom who, you know, screwed her life up. And so that's a, an important piece of this. I had to be vulnerable. The other piece, the other concept I wanted to talk about is that everyone has their own inner guidance system. When this happened with Maggie, I felt like I needed to take care of her and do it all. I was going to make sure that everything was going to be okay with her. And it was a process for me of letting go and letting her have her journey. But I remember she would always just say, you do you and I'll do me. Okay, that's all good. But I also had to go in and process my own fear and my own guilt. Because, of course, I felt like this was my fault. I mean, it had to be. <laughs> huh? 
So I had to give her her own journey and really know that she was guided. She was guided just like I am and still is. So I would say things like, well, how can I support you? You know, really handing her life over to her. So this is also an action of love and full acceptance, is having enough confidence. I had enough confidence in Maggie and her spirit, her soul, her connection, that she was going to be okay. And honestly, what does being okay look like? I don't know. I had to let that go too. I had to let that go. It's her journey, just like I'm on mine. So just to summarize, because it was a lot, and I think I jumped around some. Number one, I, did, I saw Maggie as fully whole, not broken, nothing wrong with her. She was having an experience. Number two, I sought treatment from a shaman to address her energy body. Number three, I did my own work. And what that did was free up the energy. And I, it healed a lot for Maggie and created openings for her to have her own healings, her own integrations. Number four, I stepped out of my mother role and was vulnerable to let Maggie see me and my heart so she could see me as a person. Number five, I validated Maggie's experiences, understanding that her experience of her life was not the same as what I saw her life to be. And I accepted that. And then I gave her her power. I realized I'm not in charge of her life. I let it go. So I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this and maybe something resonated with you. But just to reiterate, I had the big aha that the pain and the struggle that most impacted Maggie was directly related to me. And that's why I had to do my inner work. And the benefit of that for me was a transformation of my own life, really. I am a very different person. I don't mean different. I'm the same. But if you asked a coworker of mine if they've noticed a difference in me over the last two years, absolutely. I smile more. I'm more playful. I'm more peaceful. I'm more open. I'm not afraid of life anymore. I have value. There's so many things that have shifted for me, so many. And so even if Maggie wasn't doing as well as she is, I would have some peace about me. I know I would. And if you are someone who has a loved one that ex has experienced mental health challenges or crises or anything like that, you know what the value of peace is. So thank you for listening. And I have a big announcement. I am writing a book. Doing this podcast has really just solidified an inner knowing that I need to share this information. And so that's the next step for me. 
So my book is going to help parents with adult children experiencing mental health crises to feel empowered to create or affect deep and lasting change. And so I'm super excited. So be looking out for that. It's twice deleted. And I've also started a Facebook group. And it's in the same spirit of helping parents feel empowered. Because I know that if if I didn't go the route I went, Maggie would probably be living in a residential home right now. I know it. Thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. I'm very grateful and I feel honored that people are listening. I hope you stay well, be well, and I'll talk to you next time.